Welcome to Communion House Podcast with Pastor Moses Anderson, a ministry raised by God for the rebirth of the early church, with a strong commitment to seeing others rise and shine as in those days. Get ready for this timely teaching and encouraging word. What killed those people, right? What killed the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Yeah, pride and unbelief, which we now call cognitive dissonance. Which is, they did not want to believe that they had been wrong all that time. You know, for thousands of years, they had prophecy. And the prophecy that they had was that there would always be a seed of David upon the throne of Israel. Okay, I got ahead of myself. Let me say that statement again. They have always believed, and you'll see the difference. It's very subtle, but it's very huge. They've always believed that there's always going to be a seed of David on the throne. At first I said throne of Israel. And I took the Israel out and I said on the throne. Because what God promised them was that there will always be a seed of David upon the throne. And so when Jesus came, as the Bible prophesied that unto us a child is born, so they didn't dispute the virgin conception. They were like, yeah, being born a child, we'll get it all over. But now that he's a son, he's supposed to be given to us as our king. And then he's supposed to defeat the enemies of God so that he can establish the throne of his father, David. Isn't that logical? It is logical and that's what they had always believed. And when Jesus came and he wasn't fighting the Romans and he wasn't trying to claim any earthly thrones, they were like, no, this can't be the savior. No, 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 no. You're kidding me? No, not this guy. First of all, we've never seen him stab anybody. We've never seen him lead a riot or do a protest. If anything at all, the guy is so gentle. If you have a king like that against the Romans, you're doomed. You see what I mean? They looked at all of the, and on top of it all, he had no military training. He was a carpenter. And they're like, this is it. We're not fighting wood. We're fighting men here. This guy is not the savior. And Jesus was teaching in the synagogues. And he was telling parables on the side of the road. Letting them know that he was the way, the truth, and the life. And still, they missed it. Simply because they would not get themselves to let go of what they had always believed so that they can receive the fulfillment of prophecy. And so I do not want to suffer the same ignorance or disease of the Pharisees. And that is the reason why I've been sharing these things with us. And I'm going to continue to share certain things with us that would allow for us to have an open mind and such an expectation that can receive the Lord Jesus when he comes again without missing him. These guys, Jesus was born in their time. He came as prophecy foretold, but they missed it because it didn't look like what they were expecting. You know, many of us have always expected that, oh, when Jesus comes, you show up in the blue sky, and blow a whistle and then the rest of us we're just going to be caught up with him and say goodbye to all those people that are trying to persecute us so you can take your own jabs right now we're out of here you can do whatever you know all of those things but what if things unfold a little differently 
Are you ready to be surprised pleasantly, however? The Pharisees and the Sadducees were not ready to be surprised. And that's simply because they did not pay attention to the things of God by the Spirit of God. The Bible says the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Right? So when you observe what is going on, the Bible did not say, observe and then make your move. What did we just read? Revelation 13, 8. It says, observe what is going on and then hear what the Spirit is saying. They did not hear what the Spirit is saying. Let me tell you something. It is very simple. We can so easily miss what God is doing in this time if we only focus on our expectation that is based on tradition rather than what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. Because that was what happened to the Pharisees. They missed it. And do you know what the Spirit was saying? The day the Holy Spirit revealed it to me, I was like, only you could have revealed it because even I did not see it. And I came thousands of years after these Pharisees expecting that, you know, those of us who are born now, the Bible says we're privileged. The Bible says how privileged are they? The ones upon whom the end of the ages have come. You see what I mean? Because the glory of the latter is promised to surpass the former. Now, if we had only the latter glory, we're good. But the Bible says that not only would we have the latter glory, they said, but the one who sits in Zion will cause to reign upon them, his people, the latter and the former reign. Come on now. So we are of all men most privileged because guess what? We get the former reign and the latter reign. The latter reign alone is good enough. All right? But we are getting both. And that is the reason why it's not okay to just say that you're a latter-day saint because you're selling yourself short yeah 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 because you have to be both you have to be the latter and the former because the bible says in the book of ephesians paul speaking he says i have seen it he said the one who called them out of this world he brought them together both the old and the new he brought us together he says now that they are one he has given them his power. And so what do we see? We see that we are at a time wherein we are supposed to be much more advanced than the Pharisees. And yet, until the Holy Spirit revealed it to me, with all my technology and all the books and the concordances and the Bible materials that are available to me, I never figured it out on my own. You know why? It takes hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying. Let me tell you something. If you don't take much out of today's message, else I want you to take this out with you. That it's never been more important than now to hear what the Spirit is saying. I've told you before, this is night times. And it's dark at night. And at night, you don't move by sight. Because you're not a snake. Only snakes and a couple of other animals see at night. You're a person. Human beings don't see at night. So how do you navigate at night? By what you hear. Alright? Let me help you. Let me take you back a couple of months. A couple of months ago, I was here and I told you something that the Lord revealed to me. The Lord revealed to me that the reason why the daughters will prophesy at the outpouring of the Spirit is because they were trained to hear rather than see. Go back a few thousand years when men went into the temp into the tent of meeting to meet with god women were not allowed 
they would go to the mountains and meet with God, only man. And then eventually God was like, okay, you know what? Let me show you how to um, induce my presence. Gave Moses the plans and gave men the wisdom uh, on how to build it. And so what did they do? So they built the Ark of the Covenant, overlaid it with gold, because God likes gold, okay? Overlaid it with gold. And um, so if you like gold, you're just like your father God. Um, I was telling my brother the other day, I said, when God finished creating the heavens and the earth, and he was talking to man, one of the very first things that came out of his mouth was that the gold in Avila was good. You know, the Bible was talking about the four rivers that came out of Eden to water the garden and was talking about the, the, the river um, that, that, that skirts the region of Avila. And the Lord was like, oh, and by the way, the gold there is good. I just thought I'd throw that in because some of you need to know that gold is good because God is good. So now let me stop joking. Let me say seriously, a time is coming wherein investing in gold is what's going to take you through all the chaos that is going on in the world. Because some people ask me, oh, what should we be investing in? That's one of the things that you should invest in at this time, investing gold. Because after every new dispensation, before anything else is dug up from the earth, the gold will be good. Do you understand what I mean? When the money fails, the gold will be good. Are you listening? Are you, can you hear what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. Because it took a while before people found silver. Before they found anything else out of the ground. The very first thing that was good at the beginning was gold. Right? Until the Philistines. Nobody even knew there was iron in the ground. Remember that it was the Philistines who were the very first people to actually melt the ground and extract iron. And they started making body armor for themselves using iron. And that was why nobody could defeat them. Right? Remember Goliath, right? he was clad with iron and his spear alone was like a loom. And the children of Israel was just like, whoa, because they fought with stakes. You understand what I mean? And so anyway, story for another day. But when you look at it, the gold is good. So let me go back to what I was saying. So when God showed them how to make the Ark of the Covenant, make it out of wood, overlay it with gold, and my presence is going to come. Guess what happened? Women were still not allowed in the Holy of Holies. In the holy place, it was still mostly men, even in the outer courts. And so what happened over time was that the only way women knew what was going on was by listening to the sound of what's going on. And so for centuries, God trained women in the art of eavesdropping. And that is the reason why, and you know what God was doing? God was preparing for himself special forces for the last days. Because it's like when the darkness comes and the man can no longer be trusted because now they're so fond of seeing and they can no longer see then my daughters will guide them by prophesying. You see what I'm saying? And then I'm going to say, you know, I taught this before. This is not the first time I'm teaching this about the women. Anybody else remember? That I taught that the daughters will prophesy because they have learned to hear. And what you hear, you speak. We are in the last days. Every single one of us need to learn. That's why the Bible says, let him who has an ear, hear. So, what would I say that I want you to take from this meeting today? That regardless of what you see, we're seeing things that are very clear. There are signs that we're seeing. There are visions. There are signs in the heavens. There are dreams. We're dreaming dreams. We're seeing visions. But what is most important right now 
is to hear what the Lord is saying. Simply because if you don't hear it, you will commit the same error of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And what was the error that they committed? They were only looking at what they could see. They weren't hearing what the Spirit was saying. And Jesus says, this will be the differentiator between the world and my church. Because I will build my church upon the rock of revelation. The ability to be able to hear not what flesh and blood is revealing, but what the Spirit is saying. So if you are a member of the body of Christ, you need to hear what the Spirit is saying. You need to develop the ability to hear God. And someone says, oh, but I can't hear. I'm always wondering, is it my voice or is his voice? You are a human being. Whatever you want bad enough, you get. So if you really want to hear God enough, let me tell you something. The highlight of my day, you can ask my wife. The highlight of my day is not when she makes that special meal. The highlight of my day is when I have heard from God. If I haven't heard from God, I'm, I, I go till I hear from God doing things that induce the voice of God. Things like talking to God. Things like reading scriptures. Things like meditating. Things like sitting still. Things like practicing exercises. You know we're priests. The Bible says that we're kings and priests unto our God. And you know what? One of the exercises of the priest was to be able to see how correct it can be when it comes to interpreting what God is saying by the Yorim and the Thummim. You know, the Yorim and the Thummim were two stones that went in the breastplate of the high priest. So that if the Lord is speaking and they can't really decipher what he's saying, they would trust that their bodies made from the earth will be able to pick the right stone. So let me, these principles, they work great if you know them. Let me, let me explain what I just said for your sake and then we're going to close because time is up. We are made from the, from the earth. By default, the earth hears the voice of God. When God speaks and you miss it, the earth never misses it. Because the earth is the last bus stop. The word isn't going anywhere. Isaiah 55 verse 11. The Bible says that as the rain falls from the heaven, without going back, but first of all, watering the earth. So is every word that proceeds from my mouth. The Bible did not say as the rain falls from heaven and shakes the leaves. No, the Bible says the earth has to have a taste of that water. And then the earth always also maintains its position as a witness to see that that word is fulfilled before it goes back to heaven. Aren't you blessed to have been made from that same earth? The four living creatures are covered with eyes all over them. You are covered with ears all over you. You and I are supposed to hear the voice of God like that. O earth, Ezekiel said, earth, hear ye the voice of the Lord. It might have been Jeremiah, one of them too. He said, look, it was Jeremiah. He said, oh earth, earth, hear ye the voice of the Lord. Because that's what the earth does. Let me tell you something interesting about my ancestors. My ancestors, they believe what I am telling you, that the earth hears everything that ever happens. So if they want to know what happened prior, okay, my ancestors descended from the Midianites. Remember the priest of On, who was the father of Zipporah, the father-in-law of, of Moses. Jethro, he was a diviner. And he was the one who taught Moses divination. Because when Moses was trying to do everything by calculation, because he was raised by Egyptians. You know, Egyptian civilization is a reasoning civilization. Right? And that is the reason why the Bible says that the civilization of the last days is going to be called Egypt and Sodom. Because the way it operates, it operates with an Egyptian mindset, but it's going to end like Sodom. 
because it's going to be destroyed by fire alrighty so this is a second perspective that I'm giving to you on this world system in fact a third the first perspective I gave was Genesis chapter 10 and then I gave another perspective of the way that it runs it runs as Egypt in the form of a Roman civilization but it's also going to present itself to heaven by being defiled as Sodom was defiled by the debased mind right and, and you know I taught it here that we are now seeing this civilization step into Romans chapter 1 verse 26 wherein the Bible says because they have forgotten the knowledge of God they have been giving up to a reprobate mind or a debased mind and it begins by telling you all of the symptoms or attributes of a debased mind which says that they will no longer know the place of a woman and women will start sleeping together men will start sleeping together and that which is wrong they will call right that which is right they will call wrong and that which is not knowledge they will call knowledge and that's what's happening today they're telling us so this is science whereas it is anti-science right and so you know the system of this world so the third dimension of the system of the world that i'm bringing to you today is that in origin it is egypt because it begins by a reasoning kind of civilization but it would be destroyed by what an emotional kind of civilization like sodom sodom was no longer reasoning they were all emotional it was all about sentiments political politically correct oh i don't want somebody to feel bad so i'm not going to say that but that was not how we started. We started by being able to challenge one another to reason. Egypt and Sodom. So because Moses was raised in Egypt, it was always in his head. And that wasn't working. Because you can only be so much in your head. And God said, okay, I've tried to talk to this dude here. He needs help. So he sent to him Jethro. And Jethro came and Jethro was a diviner. And Jethro was like, no, no, no. We can make a lot of decisions very quickly. This is how we do it. We'll cast the lot. And let the lot tell us. And let the Lord tell us what the lot is saying. Now, someone is saying, no, 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 no. that's kind of like spooky. Now, we don't do that here. Maybe you should. And I'll tell you what I mean. You see, when Jethro came, Moses' life took off. Israel as a nation took off. Simply because they started to learn how to hear the voice of God by casting the lot. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that though the lot is cast into the laps, it's every decision is of the Lord when judas was fired the bible says judas will lose his bishopry he will lose his place he will lose his position and another will take his place when when matthias was chosen how was matthias chosen they cast the lot when the high priest went before the lord once a year there was a lot that god had to say to the high priest and so the dude all he could do really was like zeros and ones it was a binary communication and that's why these binary computers exist in the first place because there's a lot that you can do when you have the yorem and the thummim the zero and the one the yes the no the on the off and so that was what these guys were doing to be able to hear from god and so my ancestors who descended from the midianites they were diviners whenever they didn't understand anything they would cast a lot into the ground and hear what the ground has got to say but we don't have to go to that system because we have been advanced way ahead of the system of casting the lot into the ground simply because what the ground is is what we are with spirit which makes us even more effective I say all of that to let you know that you are inexcusable every one of us should hear the voice of God we are covered with ears all over us so when the Bible says let him who has an ear it's not talking about any one person in particular he's talking about humanity because humanity has an ear God is saying look this is for all men let them hear so that they don't perish 
So let me bring it together. I told you I got on this journey because I didn't want to be like the Pharisees and the Sadducees because they were only focused on what they could see written down but they weren't paying attention to what the Spirit was saying. What was written down was that Jesus when he comes he will be upon the throne of his father David. But they did not ask themselves which throne. They assumed that God was talking about the throne over Israel but what God was talking about was not the throne over Israel he was talking about the throne that David talks about he thought they would get it like wait a minute when I talk about the fact that my son will come the one that is born of a virgin birth immediately you disconnect him from David in the flesh because if he was born not by the seed of a man but by the seed of a woman then he's not entitled legally to the throne of the man. So let me just take that again very slowly. Because this is where many people get stuck. Paul was like, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. For Christ whom we did know after the flesh. We knew him in prophecy, thinking it would come like that as a king in the flesh. He said, but now we no longer know him after the same. Because it is an illegitimate process to put on a throne a child that was not born to the king. <laughs> so they completely missed it. But that was not the throne that God was talking about. Eli, do you know what throne God was talking about? When he says the throne of his father David. David's throne is what we sing about. David said your throne because God revealed the throne to David he says your throne O God is forever and the scepter of your kingdom is the scepter of righteousness you love righteousness and you hate iniquity therefore Lord my God you have anointed me with the oil of gladness above my fellows David was talking about the throne of God and that was the throne that God was talking about he was talking about just the way he caused the law the law of Moses the law of Moses was the law of God, but it was called the law of Moses because it came through the hand of Moses. The throne of David was the throne of God, but because it was introduced and modeled to them by the man called David. So while they were expecting him to sit on the physical throne, he came and he sat on the throne that is eternal, that is forever, with the scepter of righteousness. The reason why I'm saying all of these things, folks, is because even though there are so many signs in the world today, I don't want you to get stuck in just what you see in the news. I don't want you to get stuck in the things that are happening because if you're only moving with your eyes, you'll be led to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You need to learn how to close your eyes and still yourself before the Lord. For the Lord has commanded, he says, be still and you will see my salvation. Be still and you will know that I am God. We need to learn how to discern from the inside of us what God is saying about what man is doing. What God is saying about the things that are happening in the world because some of these happenings in the world are happening by the hand of the angels that God himself has sent out into the field to separate the wheat from the tears and that is the reason why you can no longer afford to speak evil of anyone because you don't know whose side they're on I'm gonna leave you with that today let me all of what I said take it as revelation but this one thing take it as application there are angels in the world today 
the host of heaven is here on earth there are they are making moves at the command of god remember jesus told his disciples when he told them the parable of the wheat and the tears he said look the servants of the of the land owner wanted to separate the wheat from the tears and the owner says no 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 y'all don't have the skill for that you know how to mess things up but i have a force that fixes things and jesus says my father when the time comes will send his angels into the field who will separate the wheat from the tears the separation in the body of christ today of the people who are just nominal christians from the ones who are truly believers is happening by the angels of god the separation of the church itself from the world because we have been so intertwined with the world we send our children to schools where they are taught the things of the world we go to work that is machining and engineering the things of the world we have been so mixed with the world and the lord is saying it's time for a separation and i can only trust my angels to do such a surgical process and so when you see certain things happening some of those people that you have cursed in your heart on television they are actually angels in human form doing the work of your heavenly father and that is the reason why paul advised the people of ephesus he said when the end comes he says make sure that you judge no man or speak evil of no man because when you look just based on what people are doing and what they are saying you will judge them wrongly you will speak evil of dignitaries but guess what when you hear what the Holy Spirit is saying unto the churches your heart will be at peace and you will know that yes he is one of us he must be an undercover agent I told us six weeks ago about seven weeks now precisely that there are undercover no 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 no. i said six weeks first but it's five weeks it's not as far as i thought i told us i said there are people god has undercover agents why am i telling you this why is this important this is important because you cannot afford to fall for any one of the traps that satan is setting satan is setting a lot of traps and you can't fall for them and the only way to avoid falling for them is to hear is to what is to hear what the spirit of the lord is saying unto the churches what the spirit of the lord is saying to you i have news for you ladies and gentlemen you will not find any record of the holy spirit broadcasting a message the holy spirit doesn't broadcast messages he doesn't stand somewhere on the mount of sinai and says you people no he speaks to us individually the Bible says, and the Spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are sons of God. It is a personal relationship. And so what God is telling Will might not be the same thing that he is telling Mark. Not because he's double-minded, not because he's a two-tongued serpent, God forbid. The Bible says his word is yes and amen. But because of the fact that he knows your polarity and he knows his peculiarity. And so he will say things to you that will produce the same result, which is the hope of glory. But if you don't hear for yourself what God is saying and you're relying on what God has told will and you want to operate based on that, you'll be surprised at the end of the day if your results don't look like that of will and you're like, well, but God, I, I did what you told him. And God will be like, well, well done to you because you didn't do what I told you. There's never been a time. So someone is like, okay, okay, I get it. Don't just leave me hanging. You've already told us that it's important to hear. How can I hear in the times that we're in? It has never been easier. I'm telling you for a fact that it's never been easier to hear God. The very hallmark of the ministry that God has called me to is hearing from God. And so if I'm telling you that it's never been easier, I think you can believe me. 
it has never been easier to hear God. But you need to learn how to do one thing. I tell people, God is always speaking. So the trouble that most people have is not hearing what God is saying. The problem is tuning out what God is not saying. When you have a radio, a transistor radio, or an old television, you know the old televisions were more true. New televisions are so fake. Because then no matter what time of day you put them on, there's always something. But back in the day, you switch on the television, the first thing you see is just that static. And it makes a hell of noise. But the TV station that you want to watch is in that noise. All four of them in your village, in your small town. You know, there used to be just two or three channels in most towns before cable. All of them are in that noise. So the trouble is not, many people think about it this way. Oh, I need to call the TV station to send me signal. They don't have to because they're already sending the signal. You don't have to ask God to speak to you because God is already speaking. What you need to do is you need to tune out the noise so you can hear the message. We have come once again, ladies and gentlemen, to the banks of the Red Sea, of the, of the, of the Red Sea. And at the banks of the Red Sea, you need to be able to still yourself to hear what God is saying. God keeps telling them, he said to Moses, go and tell them, I just need them to be quiet. I'm doing something here. They're making too much noise. They're panicking. They're speaking from their emotions. They're speaking from their past experiences. They're speaking out of the fear of the system, out of the fear of Egypt. That's what they're speaking. God is like, I don't want to hear none of that. And as long as they keep speaking that, they will not hear what I am saying. Tell them to be still. And the moment Moses was finally able to get them to keep quiet, guess what happened? They saw the salvation of God. If you want to hear God in these times, you need to learn how to tune out the thoughts that come to your heart because of the music that you used to listen to. You need to tune out the things that come to your heart because of the promises politicians made you. You need to learn how to tune out the things that you learn that are contrary to scripture. And when they were teaching you at school, you were like, oh, but that's not what the Bible says about me. These are scientists. They must be right. You need to learn how to tune out the noise. And the moment you do that, guess what happened? You'll be like, oh my God. The voice of God can be this clear. The voice of God, the Bible says, is like thunder upon many waters. It can be that loud if you are quiet enough. Let us pray. Thank you for tuning in and we pray this podcast has blessed you today. For more information about this church, check out www.communion.house. That's www.communion.house. Or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Communion House. Hungry for more life-giving content? Head over to Communion House on YouTube for a full catalogue, live and on demand. We're honoured to have your audience. Wherever you're tuning in from, thank you and God bless you today.